Life Audio. The Word of God is just as relevant today as it was when the Holy Spirit first inspired the prophets, apostles, and other biblical writers to write it down. Every generation, regardless of our present circumstances, can learn more about God's will and His ways as we examine His Word. We have the privilege to do that again today, but before we read today's chapter of Scripture, let's take a moment to hear from the sponsors of today's episode. It goes without saying, but the Bible has changed so many lives. Take a second to think about what life would be like if you didn't have access to a Bible or if you weren't even allowed to own one. And that's a reality that many are facing. That's why I want to tell you about one of our partners, Crew. Crew has missionaries in almost every country, and they are seeing people come to know Jesus. There's just one thing they're missing, a Bible in their own language. For only $24 a month, you can provide three people with Bibles each and every month. When you sign up to provide three Bibles with a monthly gift of $24, Crew will also provide meals to 12 hungry individuals through their humanitarian aid ministry. Plus, you'll receive a free copy of my book, Walking in Wisdom. Simply text WISDOM to 71326 to help today. That's W-I-S-D-O-M, or visit give.crew.org slash wisdom. Again, that's give.cru.org slash wisdom. Message and data rates may apply. Available to U.S. addresses only. Hello, folks. My name is Derek Greer, and I'm reaching out to fellow pastors and church leaders just like you to join me and other Christian leaders and organizations throughout the nation as we come together on June 8th and 9th for National Unity Weekend. Together, we will show the love of Jesus as we serve our communities on Saturday, June 8th, and then preach from a shared text on Sunday, June 9th. To register, go to unityweekend.com. That's unityweekend.com to join us as we unite the church and unite the nation. You're listening to the Chapter a Day Audio Bible. I'm John Stonge, and today we're in Isaiah chapter 30. And we'll be reading from the New English Translation. The rebellious children are as good as dead, says the Lord. Those who make plans without consulting me, who form alliances without consulting my spirit, and thereby compound their sin. They travel down to Egypt without seeking my will, seeking Pharaoh's protection, and looking for safety in Egypt's protective shade. But Pharaoh's protection will bring you nothing but shame, and the safety of Egypt's protective shade nothing but humiliation. Though his officials are in Zoan, and his messengers arrive at Hanes, all will be put to shame, because of a nation that cannot help them, who cannot give them aid or help, but only shame and disgrace. This is a message about the animals in the Negev. Through a land of distress and danger, inhabited by lionesses and roaring lions, by snakes and darting adders, they transport their wealth on the backs of donkeys, their riches on the humps of camels, to a nation that cannot help them. Egypt is totally incapable of helping. For this reason I call her Proud One Who Is Silenced. Now go, write it down on a tablet in their presence, inscribe it on a scroll, so that it might be preserved for a future time as an enduring witness. 
For these are rebellious people. They are lying children, children unwilling to obey the Lord's law. They say to the visionaries, see no more visions. And to the seers, don't relate messages to us about what is right. Tell us nice things. Relate deceptive messages. Turn aside from the way. Stray off the path. Remove from our presence the Holy One of Israel. For this reason, this is what the Holy One of Israel says. You have rejected this message. You trust instead in your ability to oppress and trick and rely on that kind of behavior. So this sin will become your downfall. You will be like a high wall that bulges and cracks and is ready to collapse. It crumbles suddenly in a flash. It shatters in pieces like a clay jar, so shattered to bits that none of it can be salvaged. Among its fragments, one cannot find a shard large enough to scoop a hot coal from a fire or to skim off water from a cistern. For this is what the Master, the Lord, the Holy One of Israel says. If you repented and patiently waited for me, you would be delivered. If you calmly trusted in me, you would find strength, but you are unwilling. You say, no, we will flee on horses. So you will indeed flee. You say, we will ride on fast horses. So your pursuers will be fast. One thousand will scurry at the battle cry of one enemy soldier. At the battle cry of five enemy soldiers, you will all run away, until the remaining few are as isolated as a flagpole on a mountaintop or a signal flag on a hill. For this reason, the Lord is ready to show you mercy. He sits on his throne ready to have compassion on you. Indeed, the Lord is a just God. All who wait for him in faith will be blessed. For people will live in Zion. In Jerusalem you will weep no more. When he hears your cry of despair, he will indeed show you mercy. When he hears it, he will respond to you. The sovereign master will give you distress to eat and suffering to drink. But your teachers will no longer be hidden. Your eyes will see them. You will hear a word spoken behind you saying, This is the correct way, walk in it, whether you are heading to the right or the left. You will desecrate your silver-plated idols and your gold-plated images. You will throw them away as if they were a menstrual rag, saying to them, Get out! He will water the seed you plant in the ground, and the ground will produce crops in abundance. At that time, your cattle will graze in wide pastures. The oxen and donkeys used in plowing will eat seasoned feed winnowed with a shovel and pitchfork. On every high mountain and every high hill there will be streams flowing with water at the time of great slaughter when the fortified towers collapse. The light of the full moon will be like the sun's glare, and the sun's glare will be seven times brighter, like the light of seven days when the Lord binds up his people's fractured bones and heals their severe wound. Look, the name of the Lord comes from a distant place, in raging anger and awesome splendor. He speaks angrily, and his word is like destructive fire. His battle cry overwhelms like a flooding river that reaches one's neck. He shakes the nations in a sieve that isolates the chaff. He puts a bit into the mouth of the nations and leads them to destruction. 
You will sing as you do in the evening when you are celebrating a festival. You will be happy like one who plays a flute as he goes to the mountain of the Lord, the rock who shelters Israel. The Lord will give a mighty shout and intervene in power. With furious anger and flaming, destructive fire, with a driving rainstorm and hailstones. Indeed, the Lord's shout will shatter Assyria. He will beat them with a club, every blow from his punishing cudgel with which the Lord will beat them will be accompanied by music from the tambourine and harp, and he will attack them with his weapons. For the burial place is already prepared. It has been made deep and wide for the king. The firewood is piled high on it. The Lord's breath, like a stream flowing with brimstone, will ignite it. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for your word. Thank you for this portion of scripture that reminds us not to trust in human leadership in the sense that we replace our trust in you with trust in faulty human beings who could only do so much. We know, Lord, that it was a temptation for your people during Isaiah's time to put their trust in neighboring nations. And these nations and their leaders seem so strong, but you reminded them in this portion of Scripture, just like you remind us, that you're the one that we should ultimately trust, that human leaders do not have the capacity to do the things that only you can do. So we're grateful for recognizing this. We look forward to the day when your son, Jesus Christ, will rule and reign on this earth. And we're grateful for your presence with us in all circumstances. We commit this day to your care, and we pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Hello, I'm Adam Comer. And I'm Ryan Chittister. And we are the host of Life After Addiction Podcast. What we believe is that addiction is not a surprise to God. That's right. We discuss addiction from a biblical worldview and how true freedom comes through a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Absolute freedom from addiction. The secular worldview of once an addict, always an addict is just not true. If you or someone you love struggles with addiction, subscribe to Life After Addiction at lifeaudio.com.